Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss faith and family. Today's special guest is Pastor Neil Berkey. Pastor Neil Berkey has been on staff at Liberty Baptist Church for the last 14 years, and he has his master's in pastoral counseling. He does a lot of the counseling here at the church. Today's topic we will be discussing is becoming the me I want to be. Thank you so much for being here today. Welcome to the podcast, Pastor Berkey. I'm so it's, glad that you're here today. It's good to be here. I'm glad. I heard that today was a very special edition. Yes. Is it must be is it the hundredth episode? I, I don't think so. I it's just, just me. It's, it's just, just it's just the fact that you are I here. am it is so good to be here. Listen, Charity said we're gonna be discussing becoming the me I want to be. That, that's exactly right. She's oh. still working on me, but, uh, you know, I'm going to be delivering the notes today. So <laughs> Okay. Well, you have like three points, three major points, and we're not going to be able to cover them all, I don't believe, in one broadcast. So, so we're going to talk about discovering your identity. We're going to be talking about renewing your mind and deepening uh, the right friendships. That's right. And then, uh, so... So that's that's basically uh, what we're going to be talking about. It's so important today. We live in a world where people are saying, I'm trying to find out who I am. Well, I've always known who I am. Uh, but all that started, it seems to me, in the 1960s with the social revolution we have. Uh, people don't know why they're here, where they come from, uh, uh, where they're going. They don't know what their life really is all about. And uh, with the instability in our culture, this is such a needed, needed topic. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say about these things. Uh, Absolutely, you took you took you actually took half the content that I was going to say. So I don't. It, it may be just one episode that we have. You know, right? Your intro. <laughs> Pastor Neil went to has uh, has got a master's degree from Liberty University in in counseling and guidance. Besides his uh, degree in pastoral theology. I'm so thankful for him. And so why don't you just start? Yeah, absolutely. So you you listed there was uh, three three main points that we'll talk about uh, over the course of this uh, podcast and next podcast. Uh, that's discovering your identity, really who you are as an individual, renewing your mind. Because sometimes we can just have a, a double, we have one fixed thing of the person that we'd like to be, but that isn't who we are. And then um, the, the last thing is deepening that right relationship. So as we look at this and as we look at having a greater uh, contentment, we will experience while living the most effective life that we can really for the Lord. That's really what our life is all about. Uh, how do we how do we begin to do that? So the first thing that we have to do is we have to do that 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 portion of discovering our identity. There was uh, somebody that said this. Um, uh, they said an acorn can grow in, into an oak tree, but it will never become a rose bush. So this idea of, of an oak tree it happens over a long period of time, but an oak tree is an oak tree. It's not a rose bush. So understanding how God made you, what he made you, and why he made you that way are important to realize and to know. Sometimes the problem is we think, oh, I wish I was a rose bush. Well, you're not. You're an oak tree. And uh, so, so be thankful for how God has made you is of the vital and uh, most important. So... Well, that really is helpful. Just that statement that um, that you made is so, so helpful because you're right. We have been made to be a particular person. Yeah. So understanding your identity with that is is important. Knowing uh, how you are the way you are 
And so taking a spiritual gifts test uh, is one of the things that I would recommend doing. So that spiritual gifts test, uh, maybe you're not familiar with a, a, gifts, a gifts test. What that does is it helps you to identify where are your strengths and weaknesses in your spiritual walk. And uh, by taking that gifts test, you could take one here, in fact, at uh, Liberty Baptist Church. If you called up the church at 702-647-4522, I'll, I'll make sure that we email you um, one of these spiritual gifts tests. Or and, they could contact us at info at experienceliberty.com. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. So evaluating your life spiritually by asking these two questions will help you to know uh, where you are also in, uh, in your identity. Am I growing more easily discouraged these days? Or am I growing more easily irritated these days? If you find yourself in the situation where you are becoming more irritated, there's some things that you are not uh, psychologically, or there's some things, areas in your life that you haven't identified. You're trying to be someone that you're not. And so realizing that is the first step to becoming the you, the individual that God would have you to be and become. Well, there are th other things outside. I mean, like when you come into my house, I find myself being more irritable than I normally have been. And sometimes when you, like sometimes yeah. when, when you're in my house, I could become a little bit more discouraged than I was. Right. I'm trying to work on your uh, your low gift of prophecy or your low gift of mercy. And so I'm trying to be an encouragement to you. <laughs> okay. And so that it doesn't seem like that helps all the time, but well, sometimes you're a little bit I more spirit-filled. I was just wondering, just wanted to throw that in. I, I didn't know if that had anything to do with the conversation. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. So um, as we look as we look at, at discovering your identity um, and evaluating it, there's another part of we we have to understand, and that's identifying the me that you do not want to be. Uh, somebody said this: that spiritual greatness has nothing to do with being greater than ourselves, but it has everything to do with being as great as each of us can be. And that's the idea. Sometimes, as, as I mentioned before, we try to obtain and achieve what, who we could never be, and we fight so much of our time, energy, and who we are to try to become that. And God's like, no, this is the avenue I want you to be. This is how you were made. This is how you were created. And, um, and we, need to, we need to hold fast to that. And so identifying— For instance, a guy that's— Five foot two, wanting to be an NBA star. Yeah, that's, that's exactly just, right. He, he's not created to do that. Uh, he's not. He's not. Um, there was a guy named Spud something or rather that played basketball, though. I went, think that may have been a few years before I was born. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> so or or, uh, so so we what you're talking about is that God through outside limitations, through through physical limitations, through mental limitations through yeah. family or, or social limitations uses those limitations not to hinder us but to shape us yeah uh, and and we should be following the guidance that he gives to us through these limiting factors or, uh, to propel us into the area that he wants us to be is that yeah that yeah that's exactly what I was um, trying to communicate. In fact, just to break it down even further, you are somebody by nature that is very good communicating, and um, you're very good at encouraging. I can see those good qualities, and by an individual, I may be lacking in how to communicate as incur as well as encouraging. And I I look at you as an individual who's successful. 
And I could be like, I wish I was, I was more like Pastor Tice. And by doing so, what happens is my focus gets off God. Now it becomes on you to becoming like you. And there's a couple things that can happen in doing so. One, I become jealous, jealous of you as an individual because of the gifts that you have. Um, I also now start, I'm limited in who I can impact because now my focus is trying to be like you, where that isn't how God gave me. God made you to be encouraging. God made you to be a good speaker. And that's not to say I shouldn't better myself as an individual. I should, but I shouldn't use others as the focus of that. And so that's where I have to find out where has God gifted me? What can I do to be an encouragement to other people? What can I do? Uh, where has God gifted me at? And then sh- and then focusing on those strengths. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, it, the, the story of David keeps coming into my mind with that. David wanted to build a temple. Yeah. David wanted to do that, and, and it was his desire, and he went to the prophet and said, I'm going to do this, and the prophet said, do it. And God came along and said, no. And David said, why can't I do that? And the response was, because you're a man of war. And David could have said, what? You made me a man of war. Yeah. You're the one that sent me out to Goliath. You're the one that, uh, and he could have gotten bitter about that, but he didn't. Since he was a man of war, he was a man that knew resources. So he thought, what I'll do is I'll get all the resources available for my son to be able to do what God is going to gift my son to do. He didn't let bitterness come into his heart. He was a great king. He was a great warrior. And he did that superbly. And he allowed his son to do to be the, the man of peace by name, Solomon. Yeah. He became the man of peace. And so, uh, man, that's so good. Finding what it is that God wants you to be and then allowing God to make you into that person. What a beautiful picture of that point, you bringing up David. And um, we could say the exact opposite of of, um, of David's predecessor. We could say that of, of, of Saul. I mean, we say he obviously had a, a problem with identity. He looked at David as who he wanted to be, though internally that isn't who he was. And it caused problems, not only for him and his family, but also the kingdom. And so um, what a challenge it is uh, of facing this. So this first point of, of discovering your identity is where it all boils down to. And so um, this is a great point, but that isn't where it, that isn't where it, uh, it stops, it ends. You've got some facts here about the, what Barna said. Yeah, so they say the number one challenge to helping people grow spiritually is that most people equate spiritual maturity with trying hard to follow the rules in the Bible. If I think that God's aim is to produce rule followers, spiritual growth will always be an obligation rather than a desire of the heart. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that, that's incredible. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just thinking, man, Psalm 37, 4 says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So this one of the keys then to becoming what uh, the person God wants you to be is saying, Lord, I want to do your will. I want to be surrendered to your will, and I want to do your your will. And then he places within us, as I'm delighting myself in him, 
he places within us that desire to do what he built us to do in the first place. Yeah, it is a matter of focus. Understanding our focus shouldn't be on other people. It shouldn't be on on what I want to do, but it should be on really Christ. It should be the forefront. So we see the first point is really discovering your identity. But the next thing is where we renew our mind, and that's a process. Okay, so you say once we we know who God made us to be, we should we should we need to renew our minds. Is is there a specific pattern that you follow to renew your minds? What what would be that pattern? Yeah, so renewing the thing about renewing your mind. Sometimes we think about uh, renewing, uh, and it just happens automatically. Renewing doesn't. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a Costco subscription, you know, oh, it just happens automatically. No, renewing your mind takes work. And so um, you have to feed your mind with excellence. That is, you have to be uh, proactive at it. So if you can worry, you can meditate. So if, and these are two different things. I know people that worry. And on the other side of it, I know people that meditate. And meditation takes just a, a, the same amount of effort that it does to worry. And so, but they're both on the opposite ends. But you get a result, a positive result. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. <clears throat> Reminds me of the old kids' song, Why Worry When You Can Pray, Trust Jesus, He'll Be Your Stay. Yeah. Don't be a doubting Thomas, rest fully on His promise. Why worry, 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 worry when you can pray? So you there. That, that's an amazing thing. Opposites to absolute opposites. Yeah. Good. But it does, it does result also on what you meditate on. So I could meditate on things that, uh, that I want to become or other people, but yet that's going to give a negative result as well. So, so I have to make sure that I'm getting, I would say to help you with this is getting fed God's word, making sure that you incorporate and renew your mind spiritually so what are, what are the keys to what are keys to reading the word of God to take it and apply it to my life? Yeah, so when you're reading God's word, sometimes we can just we read uh, quality we or we read quantity, I should say. so we we think if somebody reads mass amount of scripture, they they're a spiritual giant. That doesn't necessarily mean that's a case because it's all about quality, not quantity. So when you're reading the Bible, you want to read a few different ways. I would say read it with curiosity. God, what is it that you want to teach me today? Somebody could read 10 chapters of the Bible and not get anything out of it, where somebody reads just one verse and they're like, wow, this is motivational for me today to do something. And so read with curiosity. God, what are you trying to teach me here? I would say, say then um, read it with integrity. Uh, get honest with God about our insecurities. That is is so important. That's vital to our, our walk with God. What God, what are you trying to teach me through this? God, help me to overcome this. Not looking at this individual or this individual, but Lord, help me with uh, my issues. Read it with expectancy. That is, I'm meeting with God today. And so, um, but also I'm, I'm, I'm reading it. I love this. Somebody said this, read the Bible like you would a movie. Get engaged. Ask questions. Seek to know better. I mean, when you were sitting down watching an Avenger movie, uh, do you watch those, by the way? Uh, yes, on yes. Clear Play. Clear, clear Play. That's clear a good... Play or uh, Vid Angel because those are great sources. They are. You, you, you they really need are to have resources. those. 
I like to watch action movies. I love that years ago they that somebody came up first of all with a with a thing that edited the words, and then Clearplay came up with editing the uh, or Vid Angel came up with editing the content so you could watch action movies without feeling guilty or without perverting your mind with the yeah. foul language that's that's there. But yeah, uh, it what you meditate on really does affect you. Listen, yeah. let me ask you a question. What do you think about listening? Because I, I listen to the Bible. I listen to large passages of Scripture, and I just pick up things here and there, but those things that I do pick up as I'm listening really help me. Yeah, so when you, in listening to the Scripture, I would say is really good also, um, when you when you listen to the Bible, uh, in, in fact, mass portions of the Bible, you get kind of an aerial view. You know what I'm talking about, the aerial view, yes, kind of uh-huh. like a, a plain view of, of all that's going on. When you do word studies or you're studying Scripture, you get more of a, a roadmap, if you will, an atlas. You're, you're, you're down where everything is. And so I don't say that one's necessarily worse or, or I say better than the other, but as long as you're reading it and getting something out of it, that's the big, that's the big picture. And so making sure that you're engaged with it, you ask questions, seek to know it better, try memorization. And then even, even to go back to your point about uh, Clearplay and VidAngel, my life is so much better when I, when I add God's Word. And so just like VidAngel or Clearplay chops out segments that are bad in my life, I truly believe that as we apply God's Word to our life, God does that as well. He chops out portions where we would would have otherwise gone or choices that we would have made or and he chops those portions out because I'm now listening to God and my identity my my individual who I want to be is is being shaped as a result of that. And so um one of the things that comes up um with doing that is is um is this idea of worry once again. Peace, uh, somebody said this, that peace doesn't come from finding a lake with no storms. It comes from having Jesus in the boat and giving that worry to him. And so when I'm struggling, sometimes we think, oh, I, I, I don't have to worry. I'm not facing anything. No, it just happens to have the right person when you're going through the difficulty that you're going through. And so uh, I would say to that, let love cast out uh, fear. And so there's some couple of scriptures that I have for that, but, um, um, but one of the ones that I, I love sharing is the Bible says in Colossians 3, 5, and if you don't know this scripture, I would write this down. If you're driving, I would pull off to the side of the road and I would write this scripture down or I would take a snapshot of it. Maybe you want it to be your, your bookmark or your back screen, but the Bible says this, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let me, let me make a correction there. You said Colossians 3.5. It's actually Colossians 3.15. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is a great passage of Scripture. And allowing God to just have that peace of God, because some people have never experienced the peace of God, or maybe it's been a long time since they've experienced the peace of God. And allowing that peace of God to rule in your heart the, one of the things that it says at the last part of that passage, it says, and be ye thankful. I will not experience the peace of God until I'm thankful for what God has given to me. And so I have to be thankful 
for what God's given me. But that peace is an amazing experience to be able to to find and have in your life. You know, what I really like about what you're saying is this is not just this is not just pie in the sky stuff. You're talking about things that we take and we practically apply to our lives. I one of the points that you made earlier was don't just memorize it, don't just meditate on it, but read it so that you can do it. Yeah. Uh, so that and what you're talking about now is casting out fear out of your life, and and a, the practical way of doing that. How to, uh, when I'm when I'm in the Word of God and I say, okay, I'm going to believe this and I'm going to do what the Word of God says by faith, then I can see that fear just dissolve before yeah, my before absolutely. my eyes. It's a great point. I love whenever I go to the airport, they'll stick a bag. It's probably my least least enjoyable thing at the airport is taking my shoes off and putting everything on that conveyor belt and then going through. I appreciate it because it's for security, but as it goes through, I'm in my bare socks and I'm just feeling uncomfortable, but I'm thankful for it. But as holding your pants up because yeah, you got a belt I'm, off. Yeah. I'm <laughs> holding the size of my pants up, going through the security. And then I always watch the screen and I, it just is something fascinating that I've always done is because what that screen can do is it can identify all of the objects that are in there. Sometimes we face difficulties and understanding why I'm going through this situation is because of this situation or because of this choice or something that I've done is helpful to know and guide me in what to do. So in casting out fear, I identify this is something that's causing fear. Get it out. Don't. So it might be an individual. It might be an individual that I hang around with that after that hanging out with that person, I am always uptight and just and just tense. Well, it may be just getting rid of that individual. It may be saying this show, or it may be uh, it might be something um, that I listen to. And that's not being unkind. To no, an not being unkind at all. I I teach in our in our family life conferences. I teach that there's times that you have to take your child away from another child, and the 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 statement that I tell parents to make when they are removing their child from the presence of another child is these our children don't do well together yeah this is not insulting to somebody else to say look um we're not doing well together right now if i'm if every time i walk away from somebody i'm depressed or frustrated or wanting to do hostile things to them then maybe the best thing to do is to avoid contact it's best for their safety and for yours. Absolutely. Let me give you a few things as we uh, bring this podcast to a close today. So taking direct action to face your fears, um, there's there's a series of seven things I would say. Um, one of those is get adequate rest. As an individual, sometimes we love staying up late. Uh, we love sleeping in. but But get adequate rest or getting up early. Make sure that you're getting plenty of rest for you. Um, I would say Psalm 4.8 is a great passage to be able to help us with that. In addition to that, I would say tell a friend before the worry gets to a stronghold in your in your life, in your mind, uh, telling someone, hey, I, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me? Maybe even praying with them. Uh, that is a great, great practical uh, step. Um, another one would be identifying your fear 
and taking one step to helping confront that. So maybe you have um, struggled in a specific area, um, maybe um, with, I would say, with sharing the gospel. Taking a step as far as take, um, maybe even going with somebody, or as you're going through the drive through holding that invitation to church or a track and passing that off might be helpful. And, um, and so those are, those are a few things I would say, uh, if I were summing up in two other ones, exercise might be a good one. Finding time in the morning, 15 minutes, just a bulk time to exercise. I've and, been told that, that exercise relieves, relieves stress. I, and I, I find that true. If I'm focusing on working out, it takes my mind off of everything else. Yeah. Uh, years ago, somebody said, why do you like to go to Disneyland? I like to go to Disneyland because when I'm walking through Disneyland, the rest of the world is not there. It's just <laughs> getting from one ride to the next ride to the next ride, and in, everything else is gone. It takes you out of your world into another world. Exercise does that on a practical basis on a daily day that you're in the midst of all this stress and you're saying, okay, now I'm, all I'm going to do is go for a walk. Yeah. And all I'm going to do is run. And your focus is on accomplishing that task and it, and it rests your mind because you're not focused on all the other stuff in the world. Yeah. Great point. Um, and I appreciate your insight with that. Um, it might be uh, one more thing if I were to suggest the thing is, is meditating on specific passages. We, we, we talked about that a little bit. Psalm 23 would be a great passage where it talks about the Lord is my shepherd. And um, these are some things that will be helpful whenever you're renewing your mind. It happens physically, it happens mentally, and um, it needs to happen spiritually. And we've listed a few of those things. But um, these are the two ways I would say, first of all, is is really discovering who you are, who God made you. And then after that, it's, it's important to renew our mind, who we are as an individual. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. We will again meet with Pastor Berkey next time, and we'll talk about the last important step in becoming the you that God wants you to be. Again, I want to remind you, this is Tice Talks. We thank you for joining with us. Remember, this is Tice Talks, and it's more than a conversation.